Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Well, 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 it's the UK Tech Weekly Podcast, and we're back with another sweet bong hit of tech, inhaling (laughs) as much classy nerd news as possible and exhaling for 40 minutes. (laughs) <laughs> You've outdone yourself there. Cheers. Joining me in this questionable metaphor are Samrata Saka, David Price, and Christina Mercer. Lots of meaty topics this week, so it's good that you lot are world-leading experts on your chosen topics. Totally. Don't do that. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so bear with me a minute, Samrata, but accelerated by TV programmes like Black Mirror and the ramblings of unstable egomaniacs like Elon Musk, My there boyfriend. is a gr- <laughs> Christina's boyfriend. There is a growing interest in the so-called digital afterlife. Uh, as we continue to move our lives online, what will our digital legacy be? Who can Bruce Willis leave his iTunes library to? What happens to our tweets? And can we be preserved as chatbots? Somrata, am I on the wrong track? What is going on? Um, well, so basically this whole, um, the, the industry, the digital afterlife industry is a space that is growing but isn't really regulated um right now and so there was a a recent study that was published in nature um by two researchers i hope i get their names right uh luciano floridi and carl omen um from uh, oxford from the oxford internet institute um so basically their their concern is that you have all this information and all this these digital assets about people that um, is basically being commercialized yeah. um, and the people who are obviously deceased, they can't control what's happening to their information. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's just this bit of, you know, um, a struggle really between commercial use and like a respectful use. Yeah, this is an interesting one because rather than data that we don't have access to, that is sort of, we'll talk about later about GDPR and how we can control what uh, companies have data on us, this is more say all your Facebook uploads, what will happen to them, who has control over them, and yeah. there's no regulation at the moment? Um, it's or it's really limited. So what they're suggesting is to treat it in the same way you would treat like archaeological remains in, in the same respect. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so they've turned to uh, this document called the International Council of Museums Code of Pers- sorry Professional Ethics, um, and that's basically um, a system of just how you handle... Um, remains so and that's more so with uh, like archaeological remains that you'd find Um, and so basically applying the same set of standards to digital remains and the same sense of dignity (laughs) okay does that does the paper suggest how that would be implemented so say somebody passed away what would happen to their information is it and it would have to be controlled by the individual company um, or would there be a blanket rule for all your online? Well, it's just projects? that like people should be aware of what's what would happen to their information after they die, um, and also you have you have different companies that almost take your digital footprint and can you know potentially use that to turn you into a chatbot after you die, <laughs> so you can like talk to your dead relatives. Yeah, this um, did happen. That's terrifying. There was a guy. I think The Verge did a big piece on it 
maybe last year, um, a guy was hit by a car and died, age 33. And his girlfriend took, um, well, she got all of uh, her family, his family and friends to send her all the texts and emails he'd ever sent to them. And then she just fed it into this neural program and it like spat out yeah. basically like a, a mirror of his personality in a chatbot. I think that's so dark. I can't it get is, on board it with is. that. It is. It sounds like, like I said before, an episode of Black Mirror. But yeah, that one, it that is one's, an episode that of Black Mirror. Actually, <laughs> yeah, it's an episode of Black Mirror. That one's actually yeah. true, though. Um, and that program has dealt with sort of how we deal with yeah, digital remains. Yeah. At the moment, if somebody dies, you can make their Facebook page a memorial page, can't you? Right. Mm. But then Facebook still has that data and it can be accessed. It just acknowledges that they've died. Yeah. So is it really bold just to, just to delete, though? Does it? Oh, is it really what, sorry? Bold to just delete? Like, yeah. I don't know, like, maybe I'm just being a bit harsh, but I don't know if I would care about my digital assets after I go. Well, it's more so I think the concern is, like, what the companies who own that information do with your your digital assets. So it could be more to, like, prevent them... From exploiting your, yeah. your okay, yeah. information. And and so, like, emotionally manipulating your, your relatives and yeah, friends. that's not good. Yeah. I mean, you hear awful stories, don't you, of people getting messages from... Uh, deceased loved ones or reminders of love, of deceased loved ones' birthdays and, mm. and all sorts of things popping up in their in their Facebook newsfeed that really sort of trigger bad memories because they thought that was in the past. Yeah. And it says, your dad wants to talk to you or something. It's like, my, my dad last, died last year. So, you know, so it's awful sort of stuff like that. Yeah. But it's really handled very badly. Uh, and I don't think, yeah, I, I think this is right. It hasn't been, it hasn't really been uh, sort of tackled properly. But, we're in, we're in such a new industry, we forget this a lot of the time, that we haven't really dealt with the fact that after a few decades... Yeah, so much digital. Die, it's it's depressing, yeah. But then I think, to be fair, just as uh, as a whole, we don't deal with death well anyway. So I no, wonder no, if, no. you know, I you know that ex- example of feeding it into a chatbot obviously is still not really dealing with death well. So No, that is a bad example of yeah. trying to get over it, I suppose. Um, grief is a funny thing yeah but does this paper go on sorry to suggest what the what the solution is um don't worry if the answer is (laughs) no what do you think the solution should be well I do agree that there it needs that space needs to be regulated so that you're not um, being exploited because I mean you don't really have a say at that point but then you know you don't want your information to sort of affect the people around you in, in a negative way um like one of the things one of the concerns is like when you have ai running your chatbot you know what prevents it from like um you know including hateful speech stuff that you wouldn't believe yeah. but it's sort of some something goes wrong in the algorithm and then suddenly you have like an online ghost of your of yourself just saying really hateful things um can you imagine how awful that would be yeah like if you had some memorial chatbot and it became really like that shit Microsoft like bot. Tay, yeah, Tay, went all Tay. Nazi, yeah, yeah. She just learned the internet really quickly. Yeah. So sad. Yeah. So this is slightly different from what I was hinting at at the beginning. Uh, Christina's boyfriend uh, is um, not Elon Musk, but he <laughs> he it, is. <laughs> he we're uh, keeping it on he the talks, he, Did he coin the term neural lace? Which I still um, yeah, think... I think so. He has a company called Neuralink. So yeah, Neuralace is really interesting, actually. I think I spoke about Neuralace once on a podcast, uh, this podcast. Shout out. Yeah. Um, and that's what you like? You you, you inject uh, this sort of like lace-like fibre um, into your brain. And then 
it sort of becomes, it meshes over your brain and then over time it becomes part of your brain. Uh, and then the idea is you can download your thoughts and your, be, well, being beyond your physical just body. Um, When's the movie coming out? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's quite scary, isn't it? But um, that's the idea. Um, so it's kind of like the, you give your own living brain computing mm-hmm. abilities. So you could, well, I mean, you couldn't, but you could live forever. You couldn't. Right. This is, this is another thing that we talked about on the pod, and I can't remember the name of the company, but I think you were on it, David. With that company that yeah. claims that they will, it's a process that kills you, but then turns your brain into like this glass. And they had and they had no <laughs> guarantee that they would ever actually be able oh, to so do So you can't do it once you're dead. It ha- you have to be alive. No, the and pro- the no... process has to kill you. <laughs> they, they can't God. wait for you to die for another reason. And they like inject you with this thing and your brain like is frozen. And But then you might technically exist in like the digital world. So someone signed mem- up for that. Your memories are preserved. Some people supposedly have signed up for it. But yeah, the process is anyway. If they could guarantee to me that I was going to die in five minutes' time, then I'd sign up for it. I think it's a bit egotistical, though, isn't it? Like, oh yeah, my thoughts must live on. Yeah, like brain energy. That's so you, David. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a shame for oh for, the world, for humanity, yeah, to just... manage without mine. Because it's always been joked about like, in popular culture, like Austin Powers was frozen, wasn't he? To yeah. Come, in the future, and like Richard Nixon's head in Futurama. Walt Disney. Walt Disney. Went yeah. Is that right? I think that's right. Yeah. yeah. What he's dead? No, but isn't he? I know what Disney's dead. Right. <laughs> what, what was the? What was the? Uh... He had himself frozen. I thought he was frozen. Oh. Carry on his anti-Semitic I... thoughts. Into yeah. The I did not know that. Is that, is that true? Yeah. Which, which is, that what, is that what Frozen? Is that what Frozen's about? <laughs> um, I've awesome. not seen Frozen. <laughs> yeah, it's all about Walt, Walt Disney's frozen anti-Semitic course. thoughts. Taking a turn. Let me let me rein it in. Let me rein it in. So, do you think, Samrata, that? This will be regulated soon, and if it is, will it be a government initiative, or is this going to have to be something that the companies themselves will just have to sort of take a moral stance on? So I might be asking a lot. I mean, when have companies ever sort of taken a moral stance? Yeah, true. Um, I think, like you know, right now, privacy is such a such a hot topic, <laughs> um, and you can already sort of see companies struggling with um, their, you know ethical obligations versus their commercial mm, ones that's true. um <clears throat> when you think of like the the afterlife i think that probably for me i feel like that's probably like a step two um i would think um i think right now probably the priority is for the people who are still alive and using the accounts yeah um, you've, you've probably gotten to a good point there that the fact that as this technology is so young the, and the, the, the demographic of people who use it is relatively young. Uh, it, like David was suggesting, in maybe two or three decades' time, when like <laughs> we all start to die, yeah. mm. uh, companies might actually want to think a bit more about how it treats those people because it's right. going to have to attract a whole new generation of yeah. users. And yeah. if they see people, you know, turning into Nazi chatbots, <laughs> but, but but then also just like normal things like the yeah, like you might want to be able to easily take your Twitter feed down and, mm-hmm. and it exists forever. It's, it's, there's so many things. I don't know. Mm. so thank you you're welcome um, it's a meaty topic and I think one that's di- actually difficult to talk about because we just don't know but that the digital true. afterlife don't get a glass brain mm. everyone <laughs> uh, just just maybe don't tweet that racist thing yeah and then you won't have to worry about it uh, I'm gonna that's ask, good advice anyway thank you <laughs> don't, don't, be, don't be a Nazi um, I'm going to ask you uh, the normal question that we ask everyone uh Samarata, uh, cyborgs forever 
or death is more clever? Oh my goodness. Mm. Oh, you're thinking about it, I know my answer immediately. Death is more clever. <laughs> okay, cool. David? Uh, yeah, death, yeah. death is more clever. Yeah. Are you asking, do we want to live forever as yeah. horrible cyborgs? Cyborgs forever cyborg or chatbots. death is more clever? Yeah, I think death is more clever. Okay. Well, we won't know because we'll be dead. <laughs> yeah. When, imagine not even, not even knowing that you were a cyborg. I'd want to know. Is that the worst part of it? Yeah. There's a film about that. Is there? Sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe watch that and then watch those. I have all the great ideas after they've been taken. (laughs) We'll be right back to talk more meat with net neutrality. Christina, net neutrality is a huge topic of conversation, but only really across the pond. Mm -hmm. So uh, what's the skinny of this version of web hell? (laughs) Nice. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. <laughs> um, so yeah, you probably have heard of net neutrality. Um, it was well, it was first coined in two thousand and three, um, but basically it refers to uh, a concept that all data on the internet should be treated the same by the internet service providers. Um, so they shouldn't be able to block content, charge more for certain content. They shouldn't be able to, um, you know, put th- their services before the services of others um throttle speeds yeah exactly they shouldn't be yeah the idea is that that they shouldn't be able to create like a fast lane and a slow lane so you know if you can afford the fast lane internet you get it and if you can't then you're stuck with some rubbish slow internet um you know for example like how like sky bundles works the with without net neutrality it could be that oh you pay five dollars a month for video content five dollars a month for social media ten dollars for what email i don't Mm. know um, so it's that sort of thing, really. Um, it's quite concerning, if I'm honest, because it gives the um, internet service providers a lot of control over what you see. Yeah. And you sort of feel like you lack freedom on the internet. Um, the net neutrality initial regulations, which were brought in by the Obama era, was that it should be a free pla- uh, free platform, essentially, in terms of content. It shouldn't be restricted, um, you know, for higher paying customers. Um but now, um, I think it was December, the FCC, which is a federal communications commission, which essentially was led by the Republican Party, um, they want to put regulations uh, over the top, which basically um, will get rid of the net neutrality and that will mean that data isn't treated equally on the internet, that it is like a tiered system, that it is um, going to charge people differently. And it, I don't know, it just feels kind of icky to me. Um <clears throat> 
Yeah, that so, sounds, yeah. sounds very icky. Why would Republican Party want to do that? Is it because is it this classic thing that we always say, like, like with the Zuckerberg trial, like they don't understand because they're old. Yeah, they think. I mean, they 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 love the idea of regulating the internet, which as a concept is hilarious. Like, what are they doing? Um, and as well, I think in terms of in money, like obviously you can charge people more. Um, the arguments for these, you know, getting rid of net neutrality is that oh, it will give the internet service providers um, more incentive to improve services for their high-paying <laughs> customers. Another one is that, for example, I don't know if this exists, but say you have like a smart like internet connected i don't know life-saving device like a pacemaker yeah that they could put that device in the fast lane and then say your email or other things in the slow lane meaning you get a quicker service on these things Mm -hmm. um whereas you know i mean i obviously lean we should keep net neutrality um so the people who want to keep net neutrality and keep the freedom on the internet as it is um they argue that um you know it's sort of punishing people that don't have as much money like it, it is something that's so fundamentally necessary and it, it's quite cruel. Um, you know, it's anti-competitive because it means that, say, you're with a certain internet provider, they'll say, oh, you should watch, use this video content in, content thing over the others, even yeah. though they might necessarily not be the best one. So they, they could, like, charge you slightly less to make you use their services. Well, exactly, yeah. And they, they you know, can push certain things on you that, that wouldn't, you wouldn't have before. Um it just seems kind of, you know, muddying the waters to make them look deep. I think they're trying to say, oh, it's going to provide you a better service, but it isn't. Mm. Um, so the reason why, well, this, the date set for this to actually happen is the 11th of June. But last week, um, the US Senate voted um, on whether to keep net neutrality as it is. So f- sort of um, one tier. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, or good. change it and regulate it and have it, you know, tiered pricing systems and stuff like that. Um, and the vote came in, so it's 52 votes um, to keep net neutrality and 47 opposed. Um, so that passed, thankfully, that passed. So they did vote to keep net that neutrality. That doesn't add up to 100. Um, <laughs> which shirker uh, didn't even bother to vote? Well, exactly. But the, the interesting thing was three Republicans switched. So basically, it was pretty much all Democrats vote to keep net neutrality. Or, and then the, pretty much the majority of Republicans <clears throat> voted to, to to regulate the internet. Um, and then and a couple these, of absolute lads. So three, yeah, three... Yeah. Um, I don't have their names, actually. I should have given them a shout out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Three Republicans jumped over and um, so, yeah. But, I mean, people were really happy and were rejoicing. But it still doesn't necessarily mean that it won't come in. So the it still needs to go and get approved by the House of Representatives and by Trump, who obviously is a Republican and will... And he's, you know, probably... Hate scenes, you know. Maybe if we say that it will restrict his Twitter usage, you might <laughs> oppose. But I don't know. Yeah, so so like, it still has to go through the House of Representatives and get approved by Donald Trump. So it's still not like home and dry, whatever the phrase is. Because the thing about net neutrality that I just can't get, well, I can get my head around it. I understand it, but that is just nuts. That not only will the internet service providers charge you for the sort of segmented things, but they, the things we use, like you say, kind of inverted commas for free could be charged for like they they the internet service provider could say oh you have to pay ten dollars a month for facebook exactly yeah they could they could section it so right now you get um you pay for your broadband over there and then you get to use the internet and get to use whatever you want on it but if the they regulated it and they got rid of net neutrality yeah it literally you could be like ten dollars a month for social media package and that means that, that is essentially yeah it makes all these free services paid for yeah. so a big companies for example google and facebook are they want net neutrality 
Um, but I imagine it's because, I mean, if Facebook wanted to charge, they would probably do it themselves. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's kind of icky. I mean, it's when we because th- obviously that's happening over there. Um, but I mean, it could happen over here. We do like to copy things. But I always think that it sort of feels like that's happening with fiber and um, the regular connection over here. Because mm-hmm. I moved from normal <clears throat> to fiber and it just felt like they flicked a switch and they essentially yeah, are really that is and you're paying for doing. a premium so yeah. we've essentially already got fast lanes and slow lanes over here um yeah. if you pay a bit more you get fiber and it's faster i think they can kind of get around that argument because there's this whole narrative that you get with um with internet providers where they're like oh yeah you don't have fiber in your area at the yeah. moment and so then like you don't really have the choice so yeah. th- then if you do uh, have fibre in your in your area, so to speak, yeah. uh, and you choose to have it, then it's kind of kind of not like um, you're better than that, Henry. <laughs> it's kind of yeah, like it's it's not it's not imposed upon you because they sort of claim that you you can have it, you don't have to have it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now the fact that also there's some there are some mobile bundles as well. I don't know if does net neutrality affect mobile tariffs as well. I'm not sure on that. I, yeah, I know that for example in uh, other like countries that have a similar, like I know Portugal they their internet providers also do mobile bundles as well. Yeah, because I think there are some there are some uh, over here where you, you, if you get if you reach a certain number of gigabytes and after that your um, service is throttled to a certain speed on certain tariffs. So yeah, and that that's at because you pay less. Yeah. So yeah, it's just mm. really I just don't think it's fair to like oh you pay less so you'll get like a, a slower speed, especially because you're it's it will feel like to people that they're getting something taken away from them. Like, cause, and they are, because they've had freedom and they've had the, all these platforms there and it's been a, a flat rate. And it, it it just seems like, even though they're saying, oh, you know, if we regulate it, it will get, the, the services will improve. We can prioritize more important connections. It just always boils down to money. And yeah. I just think that's, yeah. that's where it's, you know. From. It's more like it's from the other direction though. Because I think at the moment, the reality is that the more you pay, the faster the broadband you get. I think that's and you, and you know you can shop around and go to a more expensive provider, whatever, get faster speeds. But it's the the like the, the services or the websites you yeah, go to, like segmenting a small it. a smaller website will then get discriminated against in terms of yeah. speed. And so if they're trying to compete with the yeah. BBC website or the Facebook or whatever, they'll have even less of a chance because yeah. they also get deprioritized traffic. Yeah, well, exactly. And then so the. So internet service providers, they're the ones choosing what the more premium websites are. And yeah. Like, are they going to look at what your history is and say, oh, they go to this site really often. Let's make that a premium. Do you know what I mean, it's just... Yeah. And, and would it be the service providers who would um, have to sort of segment what a website even is? Like, Well, yeah, exactly. I, I, it just seems... It just seems impossible. Yeah, it seems ridiculous. <laughs> so many websites are just coming under MISC. I know. And they charge you $50 a month for MISC. I think, like, the other risk is... Um, you, you will definitely have people who are who are from communities who can't afford more expensive well exactly yeah and that's just going to limit their use yeah it is it's limiting them and then you're sort of limiting them to <laughs> i mean we all like it's basically you educate yourself online like you look things up but yeah. if you're on the slower tariff because you can't afford it you've, you you know you're gonna miss out on yeah. that as well it's, it's just like another way to like divide people based on how much money they have bloody annoying (laughs) (laughs) that was really passionate that was was really good stuff so 11th of june is the date so that's the date but i mean like i say the u.s senate has voted to keep net neutrality so it could it could be that 
it goes, you know, they say, all right, you guys have voted. House of Representatives is like, fair, I'll take your vote. You'll be fine. I'll pass it through. Um, or it could get stopped by Trump. Or, so I'm, yeah. a bit, I'm a bit confused by the process then. So the existing status quo is net neutrality. Yeah. Yeah. And so what they were trying to push through a bill to get rid of it. Yeah, so and they if, voted to block it. So does that mean it's going to go back and they're going to start? The no, there was a vote again? as to whether to like say, do we need to revise the rules that yeah. are currently in place? And they voted that no, we don't. Yeah. So I don't the rules I don't currently in place. How Donald Trump can veto because a, it still then has to get approved. Yeah, he has to approve a lack of action. Yes, yeah. Because if the original basically. bill was let's change it and have net and get rid of net neutrality, then that will be a bill, and I can see that they all have to ratify, it and he has to. Well, with the net neutrality. Sorry, I don't know anything about politics. So Maybe apparently. When Obama <laughs> brought it in, the net neutrality, it was a net neutrality regulation, and the regulation was that it's sort of a free platform, free like in terms of flat platform. Gotcha. Um, a platform. A platform. Like. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so then, yeah, when they want to get rid of that and turn it into a twat form. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Which is not good. So yeah. So what do you think will happen? Because it could be, it can get so political now. Because like we said, they were a right bunch of lads for voting the other way and, and changing it. But that that could be just purely political. That yeah. They, they want Trump to notice that they've got yeah. more power in the party than he deems. And, and then they and then they get some sort of yeah. some payoff to change their mind. Horse or, trading in their. But state. there's been yeah. such an outcry of like like you know the, the people are outraged and all the, and loads of celebrities are getting on saying like we need to keep net neutrality like we need to keep the current state we have. So I just. I just think, it, think it's such a bizarre thing to do, but... Surely it's all just based on the greed of the FCC. Yeah, probably. Um, I really hope it doesn't happen. It might do. Because of this Senate vote, I'm hoping that's uh, an indication that it won't. So, fingers crossed, basically. Fingers crossed. Uh, Christina, yeah. net neutrality or face reality? Um, <laughs> net neutrality. Good. Good answer, David. <laughs> Definitely net neutrality. Samarato? Second that, yeah. Cool. Well, we are we are for neutrality, <laughs> which is a weird thing to think about. Mm. We're passionately in favour of neutrality. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's scary. Uh, it doesn't affect us yet, but it might well do. Well, the US. Yes. Will so. it affect us when we contact websites in America? Like if I, if oh, I good point. Well, yeah, exactly. I don't know. I don't think so. My ISP so, yeah. wouldn't be a bit I don't know. Smart. I was like, yeah, good point. I was like, actually, no, I don't think it will. <laughs> I don't know. Now I know. Uh, <laughs> coming up next, another round of <laughs> I think I know, but I don't know, uh, with GDPR. <laughs> if you don't work in media, then lucky you. And also, you probably haven't been bored to tears by talk of the General Data Protection Regulation, also called GDPR. Under law from Friday, uh, companies will have to be more transparent about the data they hold on us all. And David, am I right in thinking there's an opt-out button? There... It should be an opt-in button, really, Ooh. but it depends. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, the big news is that finally, after a year, more than a year of getting ready for it... Um, I love the excitement in your voice, by the way. <laughs> People, you know, you might as well just on, go... <sighs> you know commenters on my YouTube video, they complain that I, my voice puts them to sleep. <laughs> so no, Often it's not complaints, they like your lilting tones. <laughs> they, they, they enjoy drifting off to drifting my off to your dull MacBook monitor. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm going to try and make this a bit more exciting. Uh, on Friday, uh, GDPR comes in. Who's which this means... guy? No way. <laughs> exciting. We I'm all... so awake. <laughs> now we're getting too excited. Um, uh, that's the point at which they can start getting in trouble for storing data uh, without consent and processing data without consent. And so we're getting this flurry of yeah. desperate uh, 
panicking emails from all the companies who hold data on us um, saying, please, you have to give us consent by Friday, otherwise we'll stop sending you marketing emails about couches. And um, I got an email from Heathrow Airport saying it wanted to keep in touch. <laughs> it was very sentient of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it's great. I'm going to get like so much less. And the best, spam. the best thing for the consumer, right? For everyone in the world, in the well, in the EU, is that if you just ignore those emails, then it's fine. Yeah, they and go don't, away. They go away. Sort. I can't wait for Zing Zing to stop emailing me about their special Tuesday boxes. <laughs> Could you not have just got in touch what, what a Zing year Zing ago? <laughs> oh, giggle it. No. Did you just make up Zing Zing? No, it exists. It's a, it's Isn't that a... that name of that panda that gave birth? <laughs> That's Ling Ling. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I made that up. <laughs> Probably is true. Yeah. It's de- right, so it's debatable whether they will all stop. Um, firstly, because the, the laws and the consequences of ignoring the laws are basically untested, so we don't know how harshly the commissioners will come down on people who do this. Um, there's a quite a strong suspicion that there'll be a lot of leeway because... Everybody is trying to deal with this, and nobody, it seems, has completely got on top of this. So I think you can get you can get fined like twenty million euros um, as a corporation for uh, breaching the regulations, or, or more if you. I think it's like four percent of your revenue if it's more than twenty. Do you think million they're going to do that thing where they use like a company as an example and give them like the maximum, and then like that make way. an example? Yeah, that would be so. <laughs> Maybe harsh. that's why everyone's I hope so it's not scared. Our company. Yeah, that would be terrible. So at the moment, like if um, a company like. Oh, I'm not going to use Zing Zing because no one knows what that is. So if Topshop has my email address... That, in some ways, that sounds just as made up. <laughs> Do you only use rhyming companies? <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Um, I can't think of any other rhyming company. No, I was trying to think of one. That would have been too good. Fine, but if a company has my uh, email address, say, and it's, it's emailed me because it has my email address, to be like, can we please still email you? And you say no, or you ignore the email. Um, do they have to get rid of that record or no, can they, can they keep not it? necessarily no um well keep so keeping data counts as processing processing as a legal uh, definition which is a bit confusing um so if they haven't got the right to process it then they would have to delete it but there are existing consents that's the thing well, you don't have to this isn't day zero you don't have to um, get a whole new set of consents it's just that interpretation of consent has to be more explicit now uh, and more specific as well about what it's used for so if they have the right to send you emails right now, they will probably have the right to send you emails in the future, which is why it's all a bit iffy. All these emails, if they have if they have permission to send me an email, then that's fine. If they don't, why are they sending me an email asking me if they can send me emails? It's like you get into an inter-legal loop. <laughs> and, uh, email. Uh, so a lot of them, I think, will just carry on yeah. afterwards. They, they're just trying to get as watertight a consent as they can and using the threat yeah. when they think it is a threat of we won't be able to get in touch it's, with you. Some of them are sneaky as well. Like Some of them are just, if you don't click this button, we can't email you anymore, which seems honest. But some of them, are I've, they've said, oh, we still want to be in touch with you and you have to click on it and then you have to click something else and then you have to manually enter your email address to unsubscribe from it. So they're just yeah, making it as difficult, yeah, so difficult as possible so that they can say... You've opened the email and you haven't done what it said, so they can still they can yeah. still contact you. Well, that I mean, to me, that seems very iffy. And but like I said, we don't know how harsh they will be on that mm. particular kind of shady practice. So there's the email um, avenue, but then also when you visit some websites or a lot of websites now, you you, yeah. you might well get a Pretty pop up or something, all. a bit like how you would to accept cookies, right? To yeah. say um, something confusing. We well, remember <laughs> I when I don't not want to receive these things. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember, you remember when that cookies law came in and every website had to have a we now store cookies? And everyone um, was all like, "What's this?" But now you just click. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. It's it's 
frightening how quickly it becomes furniture and you just ignore it and click through. Yeah. Yeah. Do, does anybody else here use Reddit? Yeah. N- not extensively. Have you not noticed loads. that they've they've become really annoying to use lately? Because like every time you go on the homepage, you have to click through. Are you a member? Sign in. Yeah. Why um, is that? And I'm not a member. I just lurk. Lurk. Um, <laughs> lurk or look? I, I lurk. Oh, good. <laughs> I lurk. Yeah, it's totally you. You seem like a lurker, but I just, <laughs> just wanted to clarify. That's the term for, lurk, for being on a website and not being... Anyway. We thought you said lurk. She was joking. Oh, I see. You did say Make lurk. Lurk. I'm not from Hull. Lurk. <laughs> anyway. He saw the joke now. I'm just, well, anyway, Let's move on. I've completely trampled all over <laughs> uh, I was wondering if they started doing that as a GDPR thing, because they want to make everybody sign in and, and then they Well, think of how many the... users they have. There must be... Maybe worried or something. I don't know. But I basically, it's a double-edged sword because from this Friday, uh, yes, your email inboxes are likely to become a lot less full of shit, um, but also the internet may be very unpleasant to use for mm. a little while. Um, and I was thinking of going offline for a few months, but... Uh, you can't do it. can't really do that for my job. Who's going to tweet um, about cricket constantly? Who's going to do it? You wound me. Sick, sick burn. <laughs> wound me. Uh, but also, even if I did, when I came back, my computer still wouldn't have all the cookies, so I'd still get all the messages. <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, it, it's, a, it's a fun time to be alive in terms of um, data compliance. Um, <laughs> oh, because God, nobody David. knows Nobody knows what is going to happen. Nobody knows how strict they're going to be in their interpretation of it. And frankly, nobody's really sure what the law means. No, so, see, that's so. what I think. No, nobody really, really knows. But are there companies that are like springing up, being like, "We can send us all your stuff, and we'll make you compliant." Is that a thing yeah. that's happening? Yeah, absolutely. But, but I, do I mean, they, they, are they certain that they can make companies compliant? It no, seems they won't be. Scary. They won't be certain. They they probably know better than other people because they put the the legwork in, and it's sort of come in. Uh, it's been stepped, isn't it? it? It came in for the largest companies first, yeah, and then medium, and then later on, you all have to get your sort of regulatory compliance in 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 order. Um, but I don't think anybody really knows no. exactly how it's going to shake out. So what could happen is that if net neutrality is repealed, we'll have to pay £50 a month for our digital afterlife services. Mm. And if we forget to click on the email, we're going to die and then it won't matter anyway. That was beautiful. <laughs> you linked them all up. That was top yeah. work. Morbid. Mm. Well, yeah, well, I love that show. What do you think, Samrata? Are you worried about GDPR? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> well, I, I do think it's going to be one of those things that we'll all just get used to anyway. Um, it's I think it's more so concern for the companies than for the average user. Whether it's costing them a lot of money, isn't it? Yeah. But this is an EU thing, as I was saying to Lewis earlier. <laughs> is that going to mean that as soon as we um, leave the EU... That's it, all the GDPR compliance will be no longer relevant. I, I, I don't, don't want to talk about Brexit, I'm too sad. <laughs> it is pretty sad. But like, let's try and think of it in terms of an upside to Brexit. No more okay. GDPR. <laughs> you couldn't believe use my data however they want. Heathrow Airport can email me again. <laughs> Thank yeah. God. What's the, what's the worst email anybody's received? Have you guys not been I getting one? stuck out. Oh no, actually, I got one from... I always get emails from... Um, Stockport County Council. <laughs> of course you do. So does Matt, actually, I don't know why. Um, and um, they said, like, we don't want to say goodbye. And I said one, and I was like, yes. So I'm looking forward to not being on, on there. You're going to say goodbye to Stockport County Council? Goodbye. <laughs> I love you. Somebody, um, uh, well, Chris Finn, why don't, why don't I just say his name? Uh, a guy, I know on Twitter mainly, uh, he got one from Wagamama. And the subject line was, don't say toodles to noodles. Oh, you got to keep that. Are you kidding me? I would, I would opt <laughs> out. I rate, I rate that highly. Yeah. That's, that's pretty low down. There's, I mean, there's a palpable air of desperation about a lot of them. 
Yeah. They really I, think, I, I often think that I, th- I th- this is a thing our colleague Ed brought up. I don't know why they're all so desperate because those emails, as Ed said, are specifically targeted to the people that they know don't engage with their stuff anyway. Yeah. yeah. It's just going to so clean their database. We're not like valuable to them as consumers if they're sending us emails because they know that we don't ever click on their emails. So yeah. to them, like, That's true. we're not going to suddenly be like, yeah, I want some half price noodles. You're just going to say noodles. You say that I do quite like noodles. Aren't yeah, great. Like a mama's is really good. <laughs> but if they write noodles. What about what zing zings? Yeah, they do noodles. What, what do they do? Someone knows what zing zings is. What is it? It's like a noodle. I don't know, like Asian food, like pan Asian. Take really nice. Takeaway thing. Takeaway, yeah. It's nice. It's a bit like like walk and go. If you have that down here, <laughs> do you have that walk we, and walk? We have walk to walk. Was it walk to walk? Which way around? Walk would you to want? walk. I would reckon. Don't you think? You get it from the walk and then you walk yeah. away. Walk and walk. It should be called walk this way. Walk this way. That's yeah. a good one. Woke to walk. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I, d- I don't like the standards of puns in this country. <laughs> well, well, I'm sorry, David. But yeah, David. You're no. gonna love, then you're going to love the question I'm about to ask. Yes, you. here we go. Uh, GDPR or STFU? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to do like GDPR or GDP nah. I don't no. know. <laughs> that's that's the level I would have gone with. Inter- Some, inter- something that rhymes. Uh, I'm going to say STFU. I think I'm getting sick of it. Samrata. STFU to the to the to the laws or to the yeah, emails. just, just everything to, to me. I don't mind. <laughs> like <laughs> to the police. Sure, let's let's go with that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Zing zings will not be getting your custom. Wing wing. Wing wing. There's a restaurant <laughs> by my gym. It's called Wing Wing. That rhymes. Okay. That does rhyme. Wing wing. David also goes to the gym, he's ripped. <laughs> the sign on Wing Wing says, brushed with glory, which is not rude, but sounds like it probably might be. <laughs> to you. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> to nobody else. Um, thanks. We, mm. held, we held it together after probably some um, intricate editing <laughs> that I will do in about half an hour. Um, thank you, everyone, for joining. Uh, thank you, listener, for battling through that. Um, have a look at your emails. Um, don't buy any more noodles. Um, have a think about whether or not you want to live in the US. And, um, yeah, maybe don't tweet that mm. racist thing and you won't have to worry about the digital afterlife. I don't know if that advice was any good, uh, but that's what you come here for, the japes. <laughs> I'm riffing. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, this is a slightly earlier pod. Hope you're liking the Tuesday pick-me-up or probably Wednesday because I'm incredibly busy. Um, and we will be back next week to talk about more tech things that might interest you. So on that cliffhanger, (laughs) I'm going to stop talking. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye. UK Tech Weekly Podcast.